It's time to check your money with America's money maven, Vicki Brackens. Vicki Brackens is the president of Brackens Financial Solutions Network, LLC, and a registered re- representative of LPL Financial, member SIPC. Vicki, it's 4th of July week and week. <laughs> <laughs> week and week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we okay. got this little slither of a day tomorrow. Yeah. But then the fourth is on Tuesday, so it's kind of a it's, yeah. it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, okay. there's, yeah, there's yeah. not really like a, a weekend that you can really say this is a celebration weekend unless you decided to take off the whole week to celebrate right. the fourth of July. Right. Well you well, maybe I people, should have done that. Okay. Yeah, I should have done that too, now that I think about it. Okay, all right then. But anyway, I'm doing well and uh happy to be back uh this week. We have uh a, a more I would call it a serious celebration with this being the the fourth of july weekend to talk about concerning the banking sector sure i don't i don't know about you george but it feels like it was a long time ago but it was only a few months back that we were having conversations about the fact that two of the banks uh across the country two of the larger regional banks uh is for particularly uh situated in the uh industry as far as as far as uh, Silicon Valley and technology had gone under. I mean, they had absolutely closed their doors and it Signal, happened, what, it felt like. Was it one of them Signal? Is that the name of it? No, Signature. Signature. See, I was close. Okay, Signature Bank and Silicon Valley Bank, okay, that had, had closed their doors and the Federal Reserve had to step in to make sure that, um, excuse me, the Treasury Department to make sure that depositors were made whole, and then there were some, you know, sales that took place and some con- some, some consolidations. It was kind of like J.P. Morgan Chase turned out to be a bigger bank on the other end because they ended up absorbing some of these institutions. But anyway, it feels like it was a long time ago, but it was just you know right around the corner. But we have had over the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, and and received some good news because of the fact that the annual stress testing. And what I mean by stress testing is that stress testing uh, takes place with the banks every year. And when they do this, they cannot, uh, we make sure that a scenario is run and that scenario being run, uh, test out all kinds of things that could happen to find out how banks and their liquidity would actually hold up concerning anything that would happen in the future. And here's the good news. All 23 of the banks that were tested passed. That's great news. Now, these were the larger banks, not necessarily the regional banks that had some of the issues, but it's important to know that those systemically important, do you remember that term, George, back from the financial crisis? Those banks that were systemically important passed the stress test. And so at least at this point in time, we can say that we don't have any looming issues in front of us as far as anything that may happen with the banking sector. Now, uh, what do you think about that? I mean, I think that's a way for consumers to have confidence. Uh, It makes me think, wow, they probably should have ran those scenarios before uh, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank went under. But uh, I think it's good news. Honestly, George, they do run those, but it happened. So happened that those two particular banks weren't included in the last round of stress testing because this this is okay they don't do the whole system at one time 
And so uh, some of the issues were not picked up. And I'm sure, well, I shouldn't say I'm sure, but I believe in my heart that they will be running those types of tests more regularly, more broadly in the future because of what we just we just went through. But to remind everyone, because I, I still get questions. I don't know if you have some of your friends having conversations about this, but I still get questions about what's going on with the FDIC coverage and what does that really mean and what's covered. So I thought I'd take a moment here just to go through and, and discuss some of the issues concerning federal deposit insurance coverage limits and how it impacts different types of account ownership categories. Because I, I had someone ask me, in fact, it's still $100,000, right, Vicki? And I said, nope, it's nope. not $100,000. Isn't it? Well, let me let me take a Isn't it 250 It is 250 There was a change. Okay, and But we've heard from, you know, probably half or more than half of our lives, three quarters of our lives, that $100,000 figure, but it has been raised to 250. So if you have a single account, meaning an account with a registration, and what they mean by registration is how it's titled, owned by one person, that particular account is insured through the federal deposit insurance coverage limits up to $250,000. For joint accounts owned by two or more persons, it's actually 250 per co-owner. So if you and your wife have an account and you jointly own it, it's 250 per co-owner. IRAs, IRA accounts also are 250 per owner. The reason we don't say co-owner is that you can't have a co-owned IRA. If you have a trust account, a revocable trust account, it's $250,000 per owner per unique beneficiary. So as you know, with trust accounts, when you have those set up, you have the person who is the owner of the trust and then those who will benefit from the trust. And so it's the unique beneficiary plus the owner that is covered up to the $250,000. And finally, for government accounts, it's $250, $250,000 per custodian. And for irrevocable trust accounts, it's $250,000 for non-contingent interest in, in each unique beneficiary. Basically, remember the number 250,000, look at the ownership category for the $250,000 and make sure that okay, if you are in excess of that number, that you need to uh, get back with your banker, look at how your ownership structures are, are set up or possibly move to another bank to be sure that you have all of the coverage that's, that you need to make sure that your deposits are fully covered. So George, the banking sector is our topic for this week. It's it's one that I'm, I'm sure that um, everyone has still have a little bit on top, of, on top of their minds, but we want to be sure that we had the opportunity to clear up and, and, and congratulate well, the financial system for being in, in good shape through this particular scenario testing, stress testing period. Please make sure you share and subscribe to this um, to this uh, video and share it with your, your friends and neighbors. And if you have any questions, give us a call at area code 315-930-4499. And I will say I'm getting ready for the 4th of July. So our plate is now full. 
All right. Your cookout plate is full. How about My that? My cookout plate is full. Okay. <laughs> Vicki Brackens is the president of Brackens Financial Solutions Network, LLC, and a registered representative of LPL Financial Member SIPC. She is America's Money Maven.